Welcome to Gridits for Squares, the latest of our podcast where we talk about fantasy football, hedge funds, and futures. It's like orcs running around making touchdowns and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Fantasy Elf linebackers. Hi. Hi, I'm Amy. I'm Vince. And this is the greatest for squares. The podcast where we smoke a bowl and talk about building an off the grid, uh, sustainable homestead in California. Fucking a! This is our tenth episode. Our tenth episode. Uh, does that feel like a lot? Does it feel? Does it feel like ten to you? Happy ten! Oh, um. I mean, time is just. I mean, time is always weird, but in the last few months, time has been especially weird. Yeah, time. Like, time is elastic. March took about 80 years, and April took like eight minutes. Have you seen those um, t-shirts that say 2020 is a special kind of leap year? It's February <laughs> has 29 days, March has 300, <laughs> and April has four years. Yeah. And now it is May. Uh, it feels like May. I don't know if it feels like 10 episodes, but it feels like May. Hey, hey, it's the 1st of May. Keep six fucking feet away. Yeah. <laughs> Did you come up with that? No. Oh, that's a good one. Um, but congratulations on 10 episodes. Yeah. You've done most of the work Aww. thus far, well, here to four. You do a lot of the work on the property. And mm-hmm. so it's just a matter of getting us together to sort of talk about it so that we can mm-hmm. share it with other people. Oh, what are we smoking today? Oh, that is a good question. It's a sativa of some kind, and I know that they're. It it was discovered in a back (laughs) in a back alley. Yeah, we'll talk a little (laughs) bit more about the discovery process later. Um, Moving my mom out, but we found uh, like a five six year old grab bag of weed while we were cleaning out her stuff. So right now we are smoking some Dutch treat. Uh, from a dispensary that might not even exist anymore. Probably does it in like 2015. Five-year-old weed. This weed is older than Dickens. It sure is. Uh, we got it before we were married. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Holy shit. Yeah, this Dutch treat just opened the package. Tastes pretty good, right? Yeah, it was from back when we lived in San Francisco. Well, we lived in Redwood City because we couldn't afford to live in San Francisco. But I was working um, for a TV show called uh, Million Dollar Listing on Bravo. Um, sort of the opposite of the type of living that we're working on doing yeah. right now. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, we were living with my aunt and uncle in Redwood City. And I was working 12-hour TV production days. And Speedweed was a delivery. Yeah. Delivery. I can't remember. Speedweed might have actually been one of the ones down here. Oh. At the same time, there was like a Redwood Meds up there. Uh, uh, Speedweed might be an L.A. one. But uh, at any rate, anyway. we were living in both places at the time, <laughs> like subletting our place yeah. down here. Regardless, um, this, this anyway. weed has been aged like a fine wine. A fine wine in Napa. This, in Napa, This no weed less, was yes. aged in Napa. <laughs> so it's a very, very special episode today. And thank you very much. For joining us if you've enjoyed uh spending time with us if you smoke yourself if you don't if you own property if you would like to own property if you don't um just if, if you're a person really if you're, if you're a, person a or, or a, a very dog. smart dog or a very smart monkey um, uh, no cats please oh. <laughs> um, cats by invitation yeah uh anyway yes if 
you've been listening and you want to do us a solid, it would be awesome if you would leave a rating or review. I hate being one of those people that's like, and smash that like button if you've been, you know, enjoying the program. But, you know, it's hard mm-hmm. to find new listeners. So. But if you could leave us a review on Angie's list, that would help <laughs> us out a lot. <laughs> Stop saying things that are confusing when we have a call to action, man. Okay. You yeah, will not please, be good at advertising. Please leave a rating or review. <laughs> anyway. On our website. So today, let's get to the show, maybe. Okay. <laughs> so we're smoking the Dutch Crunch or the Dutch, Dutch Treat. treat. Uh, it's our 10th episode. We bought 10 acres in Mariposa. Yes. Um, And we're building a homestead yep. up there. Yep. Uh, try to get off the grid. Uh, and our topic for today, I mean, it's always about ch-ch-ch-changes. Life has changed changes. Right, exactly. Um, but today, in particular, uh, that is the sort of theme. First, we're going to talk a little bit about moving Vince's mom out, which has been a whole uh, adventure. Change. And then we'll talk a little bit about the changes that have been happening on the property. Nature's changes. Yeah. Yeah. So what about my mom? Uh, well, so... As we've mentioned in the past, she lives in a small house up in the mountains above Napa. Um, she doesn't own her house. She rents like the rest of us because who can afford to buy a house, really, um, especially in California. And she's been commuting to San Francisco, which is like two hours, and that's yeah, a nightmare. And right. she finally got laid off or like friendly terminated because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted to just give everybody the opportunity to get on unemployment. So we are going to try to make May the last day. She gave her written 30-day notice, so it's happening. Uh, May will be the last month that she is in her house. Um, It's a little scary because we don't really have, like, a set plan Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the next phase uh, once she no longer has a place to live. We're kind of thinking that the summer she can mostly live on the property, which, like, I couldn't do. But she's she's been been there for, like, up to a week at a time by herself on the property already. So I, I think she'll happily be able to do that. Yeah. And then when the fall and winter hits and it gets colder, um, the days get a lot shorter. Um, and maybe she'll have to figure out her employment situation by then too. By then. Yeah. Probably the, the situation will kind of move to a uh, phase two. Um, things will get a little more normal and we'll all kind of have to go back to work again. <laughs> I mean, you've been working hard, yeah. but that's neither here nor there. Um, but it's, yeah, it'll get colder and darker up there. So maybe she'll come down and live with us over the winter, get mm-hmm. a temporary job in L.A., at a hospital somewhere. And then, you know, hopefully if we bust enough ass this year, by next spring, it'll be kind of year-round livable. We'll have the dugout. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that by spring maybe we have a yurt, but maybe that's a little bit too ambitious. In any case... Certainly, I'm hoping we can have the dugout done by the spring. It depends what we prioritize, but I think we could either have the yurt or the dugout habitable by like next summer, early summer. Really? You think Late so? spring, early summer. Even with Got your a mom lot of there all the time. Fucking bricks to make. Yeah. Gotta, you have a lot of bricks. Like many to make. phases to yeah, build no, the dugout. I know. But I, know. I, I mean, our forebears did it before winter hit because uh-huh. they had to. Right. So. That's sort of the issue of when you can only be up there for. A few days at a time, obviously, it really slows down your progress than if you were just living there full time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a lot of hopes for this time around because mostly we're just trying to get my mom moved. 
So. Oh, this time around when we were on the property. Oh, is not that what you mean? This, yes. This sorry. time around could mean a lot of things. I didn't have high hopes uh, for this visit for getting a lot done at the property right. because right. the main objective was, you know, getting mom started down that road right. of moving out. Well, and the um, building the greenhouse was like a multi-trip uh, Yeah, that took phase, a while. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, she's lived in her house in Napa for... Nine years. Nine eight years? Eight to ten years. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I say this with the greatest love and affection, but she is a little bit of a pack rat. A little bit. So it's a big project getting her packed up and moved out of there. Um, we were up last weekend uh, to move the first load of her stuff to a storage unit in Merced. Hold on. Wait. Why <laughs> did you say a storage unit? Storage unit. Why did we get a storage unit in Merced? Don't we already own, like, a bajillion acres of storage already? <laughs> well, 10 acres of storage, yes. A bajillion square feet, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> you do the math. A bajillion cubic feet. Sure. Um, yes, but um, between the weather and the critters, it's not like you can just leave boxes of stuff or furniture, like, out on the ground loose. And, right. I mean, for security reasons too like Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of reasons you can't just leave your shit out in the open and sure you can really quickly like build a wooden structure you know or um maybe bring in a shipping crate or something but with wooden structures they go together quick they're cheap but we live on this liminal like wildfire zone Mm -hmm. so it's not a given that it would survive a wildfire um, there's also a lot of temperature fluctuation, right. which you can't really, even if you have a shipping container, which isn't going to burn, it gets hot as hell in the summer. Um, well, and really any time food in there. Sure. And then like the amount of time that you'd spend like building a wooden storage unit is time you aren't spending doing other things on the property. So to, for protection and just to make things a little simpler, we decided to get a storage unit. So I, um, had been gathering some stuff. I finally found my water heater down here in LA, like the day I bought the van. It was mm-hmm. just kind of providence shown upon me that day. Uh, grabbed a water heater off the side of the road, <laughs> threw it in the van, drove around with it for a few days, and finally thought I should probably test this before I take it up north. Um, so I hooked it up to a garden hose and filled it up just to make sure it wasn't leaking anywhere, mm-hmm. and then threw it in the van. Some other, like, sheet metal and a bunch of other, like, construction, I guess, garbage, most people would call it, but construction <laughs> materials in this case. Um, and the night before, I was driving up to Napa, had the van all loaded up, and it looked really full, so I made the last-minute decision to drive to the property first on my way. Right. Only added, like, 90 minutes to my trip, um, and I unloaded the water heater really quick and all the other stuff I could leave there. And took a quick look around at all the things that we planted, which were raging. Hmm. Gave them all some water. We'll talk about that a little later, but that was really exciting. So I had I got in on Thursday night. Thursday night, yeah. Yeah, Thursday night into Napa. We were quite worried about the Moon Mallow uh, because we put most of the weight in it. It's the oldest vehicle. It's uh, Dodge Ram 1500 which as a very general heuristic means that it can handle 1,500 pounds of people and stuff. If you got a 2,500, well, if you got a 2,500, you probably know this. 
2,500 pounds. Huh, I didn't know that that's yada, how that works. Yada. Uh, it's a Dodge Ram thing. Maybe it's not true for all of them. I mean, I uh-huh. hope the Ford F-150 can handle more, more than, than 150 pounds. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, it's about 1,500 pounds. It's an old vehicle. You don't want to push it that far. And we probably only had about half that much weight, but the built-in shelvings on the left behind the driver. So that's where we put all the books. And by the time we got it all loaded up, it was a good two inches lower on the left and on the right. I just measured. It was, it was visibly listing. <laughs> um, but we loaded up a couple pieces of furniture, loaded up her car, our car with some stuff, some stuff for the prop. Yep. And then on Saturday, headed down to Merced, took it slow, took our time, babied our vehicles. Um, so yeah, when we got to the storage unit place, it was, because of social distancing, the whole thing was conducted from the parking lot. It was very weird. Um, so we did the whole thing over the phone, even though we were like standing in the parking lot right outside the office. Like we were making eye contact with the employee inside the office, but we're standing outside, like, talking on the phone. I hung out with Dickens most of the uh-huh. time. Like, first they had Judy slip her driver's license through, like, the crack in the front door so they could photocopy it. And then they had us, like, fill out contracts and paperwork on my phone. Um, None of which could happen, like, when you initially call them. Yeah, they can't just, like, email you the form. I even and asked. Say, hey, like, I literally I asked, and they were like, no, it'll be easier to just do when you get here. Really? Cause, well, because I think, like, because it wasn't me that was signing up for it. It was oh, your mom. I see. So they, even though I ended up signing them for her right. like, DocuSign on my phone anyway when we were standing in the parking uh-huh. lot. It doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, meanwhile, so, like, we're standing there. But, meanwhile, all of these people, these other customers, the other people who have storage units, are, like, coming and going with their own questions and their own issues with their storage unit and like standing right next to us and a lot of them weren't wearing masks and so we're like trying to keep our distance but also trying to get this shit done yeah it's really weird for me sorry brief tangent in this present moment that there there are places where like everybody wears masks you can't go into certain places without one um, like here in LA and I think in most major cities in this country, like you can't go into an interior space with other humans mm-hmm. without wearing a mask or they get really mad. They like kick you out. But yeah. Not the in case Merced, in Merced and everywhere else, like all the other maybe, little towns yeah. that we stopped in along the way, totally mm-hmm. different world. Like nobody wearing masks, just yeah. casual as fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. No judgment, just strange. Maybe some judgment. I don't judgment. know, man. Some judgment. Some judgment. It's not that hard. It's not that inconvenient. <laughs> just suck it up and be a team player. But, but we digress. Anyway. Um. Uh. But yeah, a lot of people coming and going. It was hard to get in. But we, we finally, finally got it. Got signed up. Yep. Unloaded all of our stuff. Um. All of Judy's stuff. Um. And the mallow. And finally, the part I was most looking forward to, actually just going up to the property. Right. Since we were there anyway, we figured we might as well do the additional 45 minutes down to the property and stay there for a night or two. So we get going from the storage unit. Uh, We were going to stop for coffee, but the line, the drive through lines like a mile long, stopped to pee just to take care of all our business one more time before the like 45 minute drive to the property. We finally get going like two three blocks down olive lane and i get a call from my mom second call that day about her car the first one was check engine o2 sensor it was all good you know those come up you can just ignore them reset (laughs) the code if you got the obd tool 
His second one, though, was pretty serious. Well, it was a weird noise, Weird too, noise right? coming from the engine. So I'm like, okay, let's pull yeah. over right away. We pulled into this, like, weird cul-de-sac trailer park kind of... Well, it wasn't a trailer park, it, wasn't a trailer it was park. like a planned community double wide, kind of a thing. small planned community. Townhouse community. Uh, opened it up. It was a belt thing. Um, and it at first, it looked like the old belt was just shredded, and that maybe if we put it back on... You know, we could limp it somewhere to a AutoZone uh-huh. or O'Reilly or something and get a new belt. But as I was starting to fuss with it, figuring out the tensioner, like, I did not want to fuck around. But here I am, like, messing around with my mom's engine. I haven't worked on Subaru as much. Um, I'm looking for the damn tensioner. And they put it underneath this plate where you need, like, an angled ratchet driver to get it out. It sucked so much ass. Yes, these are all words. Yeah, yeah. Amy's like, now it was Amy's turn to take care of Dickens, like being a major sport, just like hanging out and then went to Mickey D's and got us ice cream and ice yeah, coffee. Yeah, I mean, I hate to patronize soda. McDonald's, but I really needed that ice cream. It was an open drive through <laughs> where you didn't have to breathe in someone's face. Yeah. Um, That really saved it. So I tried for like 45 goddamn minutes. I didn't want to... Didn't want to have to take it in. Didn't want to delay us. But we tried it. And uh, yeah, the pulley was cracked. There was like a central pulley. It's totally coming apart. I realized 45 minutes in, I can't do this. We tried to tighten the belt to see if it would limp. And no, comes off right away. So just to recap, at this point, it's almost 5 o'clock on a Saturday during coronavirus in a town we don't really know at all and judy's car is broken down and we need to call a tow truck uh Um, yeah tow truck driver showed up about 15 minutes after the call uh she was quite a character um i offered to move the van because i was trying to save a spot in front of my mom's car for the tow truck she's like no we can push it back (laughs) i thought that was pretty rad so we popped it into neutral, pushed it back so that she would have room to get her huge tow truck with a four-wheel Wait, drive. Wait, you had to turn it on and pop it into neutral to have her push it back? Why didn't you just move it back? What do you mean? If you were oh, no, not the, the van, her car, my mom's car. Oh, we needed to move my mom's. So instead of moving the van out of the way, she's like, no, let's just push the car back. Okay, whatever works. So, yeah, whatever. And it worked. <laughs> But yeah, she was she was kind of a character, right? Yeah. Like, was she smoking a cigar? She asked if she could Cigarilla. finish her yeah her cigarillo after got the after she got the car loaded up. So if you got a four wheel drive, you can't just get a normal tow truck. You have to put it on a flatbed. So they're bigger trucks. Hmm. Takes a little longer to get there, and it's a it's an ordeal to get her car up. So she got it up there, and you know we loaded up. She asked where we were going. Didn't like the place we were going, but said she'd take it there anyway. And uh, asked if she could finish her cigarillo first. We were chilling. and uh, Maybe hit on your mom a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so then we all caravaned down in the van. And the lady drove the tow truck. And Amy's in the Yaris. We go downtown Merced to drop it off. We don't need to name drop the place, but we drop <laughs> off the car and they're like, yeah, we can probably fix it. We're like, we're checking out. We're getting out of town. We'll try to climb up on a rock and call you and tomorrow, call ya. but please just fix it. If you can, <laughs> please fix it. Uh, um, so finally we get on the road, get up to the property. Still got some daylight though, right? Yeah. Um, it's so light so much later these days. So it's 
actually, despite all of these <laughs> adventures and misadventures, there was still plenty of daylight once we arrived to the property to unload and make a fire and make dinner and, and all that. Did we even set up the tent this time? We fixed the tent no, up. No, we, we fixed the tent, but we didn't set it up. No, we just stayed in the greenhouse the whole time. I mean, the yeah. whole time, the two nights. So we dropped off a lot of stuff in the storage unit, but we brought up the other half of this day bed. Right. So now we've got a double bed set up in that greenhouse. I guess it's technically like queen size, California king. How big I think it might thunder? be a king when you so combine the two because it's like two. It's a trundle bed. Twin. Yeah, they're each bigger than a twin. I don't know. It's very comfortable and very spacious. So we slept in But yeah, there. the one mattress trundles underneath the other one. So it's more of just like a couch and saves us room in the greenhouse during the day. And then we can bring it out and both Vince and I fit on it very comfortably and your mom just slept on the ground per her request she likes to yeah she likes it down yeah. there I offered my air mattress wasn't interested we offered the tent wasn't interested I mean that's the ground too I guess but yeah but yeah Vince and I and the Dickens the Dickens hmm. slept on the bed and uh your mom slept on the ground yeah and it's nice in that greenhouse it stays warm enough at night the it's temperature getting a little was warmer perfect. during but... yeah at night it was perfect it, during the day it gets too hot to be yeah we got to figure that out um so that was our storage unit and car adventure situation yeah um oh um, the next day your mom called the car place uh from Reception Rock, because oh the yeah, we reliable scurried up the reception. hill to try to make a call and and call car place. Yeah, and luckily it was less than a thousand dollars to fix. Which, you know, when a car gets this old, you have to start doing that mental math and how much is it worth to mm -hmm. risk, you know, spending if it's just gonna die yeah. again soon. But less than a thousand dollars, totally worth it to keep the Subaru going. Yeah, for a probably could have you know gotten it done cheaper somewhere else. But my big fear was like the crankshaft was cracked or bent or something. Mm. And, uh, so yeah, we made the call, authorized the work, and went back down the hill and just decided we're going to chill the rest of today. Even if they finish the car today, we're just going to chill. Well, by chill, you mean bust up lots of rock and do lots of manual labor. Oh, but yeah. be on the property at the very least, yeah. That's my chill. That's my happy place, <laughs> babe. I could be busting rocks. And that's chilling Digging for you. trenches on my property. Aww. And that's my happy place. So yeah, all things considered, it kind of turned out the best that it could. We mm -hmm. had managed to drop off all the stuff first at the storage unit before it broke down. Because that would have been a pain in the ass. What would we have done with the stuff that it was loaded with? So that yeah. was, we got all the way to Merced with it. It didn't end up costing that much. We were able, they were able to fix it in a day. And it didn't delay us coming back mm -hmm. down to LA. Like it all... It all worked out. <laughs> and in the meantime, I wasn't obsessing too much about it. I hope my mom wasn't either. Yeah. It's always stressful when you have a car situation that right. they might when not be able to fix it. Right, when you're just waiting for the dollar signs to else. come but back to you. When we're up there, I don't want to think about any of that stuff. Mm. And so for the most part, I kept myself distracted. So that that all was our storage unit and car <laughs> misadventures. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also wanted to talk about changes on the property more generally. Oh, yeah. The first thing I noticed when I stopped by mm -hmm. was that it was another generation of life of this time wildflowers. Wildflowers were in peak bloom. I saw so many yellows and whites and pinks and purples, purples. all growing in the same place. So many that like I can't I can't even name them individually, even if I knew what they were. Right. 
Yeah, there were so many wildflowers. It was beautiful. I also didn't stop sneezing for 48 hours straight, but, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. You're going to put some pics up of the flowers? I did already. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, just gorgeous this time of year. And we didn't do anything for that. Right. We didn't we, make that happen. We planted and grew some flowers of our own, which are pretty and turned mm-hmm. out, I think, mostly pretty well what your mom and you planted. But yeah, it's... it's just it can't compare to just like rolling entire meadows worth right. of multicolored uh, wildflowers. And we spent a pretty, a pretty penny on this property, <laughs> but I don't think you can put a price on that, the value of that. So what other changes have we observed happening on the oh, property? There are always natural and unnatural changes, right? There's the tree that fell down. Yeah, massive tree mm-hmm. fell down. And my mom said she heard another one when she was staying there by herself, but she thought it was on one of the neighboring mm. properties. So yeah, we just bought a chainsaw, right? I, I'm a Milwaukee man. I got the Milwaukee 18-volt suite, so the new tools I'm buying, I'm trying to keep in that same, same family. So we got a chainsaw. They make a decent 16-inch yeah, chainsaw. Yeah, so we'll be able to do, hopefully, cut up that, really start. I'm sure it'll be a massive project, but uh, <laughs> cutting up that big tree that fell down. Yeah, it's a very large tree. It's more than 16 inches, so we'll have to get creative about, I think we can cut it, I think it's less than 32, so it's it's going to take probably multiple charges of that chainsaw battery wow. to make uh, a few cuts in that thing, but... That's all the time we really have when we're up there, right? Right. You have, you only have like 36 watt hours, you know, worth of personal energy to devote to projects. Right, right, right. Uh, so what other, other changes? There's animals. We've talked a little bit about the mice and rats kind of getting into everything. Um, yeah. So that's definitely something that we have to plan around. And mm-hmm. like I noticed they started nibbling on the the linoleum that's glued oh, the to the platform toilet. of the composting yeah. toilet. They're eating fucking linoleum. Linoleum that's glued. The car seat, which is wood. upholstery and polyurethane. I mean, that foam. makes sense to me. That seems like a perfect yeah, little nest. So. But the linoleum but pisses me off. But I'm starting to feel bad. Like you know, I'm pretty hippy dippy, and I'm not thrilled about the environmental contamination we're introducing with the shit that the mice chew up. I wasn't expecting them. They eat cardboard boxes. Mm -hmm. If you leave them out, if they're dry, any dry place you create out there, they're going to use whether or not you put any food in there or anything for them to chew on. Mm -hmm. They're going to get bored under there. They're (laughs) going to be, it's going to be raining. They're going to be in there. It's going to be wet outside. They're going to be all dry, but they're going to be fucking bored. And so they're (laughs) going to just chew something, chew on anything Uh they can find. They'll chew on each other. (laughs) Um, there are huge millipedes. I saw a larger rat this time around. Um, it was still cute. Don't worry. Uh, big bugs, big beetles. Yeah. I've definitely noticed this time that with the change in season, not only did all of the flowers bloom, but I noticed that there were a lot more bugs. Yeah. Um, oh, there was a little mini scorpion in our bed. (laughs) Cute little, it was like almost transparent, but it was definitely a scorpion. Ah. Um, yeah, mosquitoes are kind of at their peak. But yeah, we have to never... be careful now about leaving on the light with the doors open at night yeah. in the greenhouse because mosquitoes just descend. Mm-hmm. They're never as bad in California, um, but yeah, it's annoying. This yeah. Isn't... This isn't why I moved here. <laughs> My mom saw this weird lizard that looks oh, like yeah. manzanita. Like, I've never seen a lizard like that before. It, had it that, looked like, like a burnt... salamander to me. Could have been. 
um, yeah, I guess it was sort of blurry, so I couldn't tell if it had mm. the wet skin or not, but it was like a burnt orange and it yeah. had yellow around its eyes. If anyone knows what that lizard is, let me know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the weather is definitely changing and everything is changing around it. For a while, there was just so much rain that that was the thing we had to deal with. And we would notice between when we, uh, when we left and when we come back, not only was there standing water, but there would be like evidence of past deluges. Like all of our stuff was splattered with mud. Um, oh, yeah. That sort of thing. Um, but now it's going to be <laughs> no more rain till like November. So. Yeah, That'll water, be a new phase. water season is over. Uh, we did a... F- sun season has begun. Sun season has begun. Yeah. yeah, fire season. Well, no, I guess you don't really get as many wildfires in the middle of summer. For us, they've been happening in the fall and in the early winter. Yeah, um, late summer, early fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, we did catch a fair amount of water. We learned a lot about what was possible. We just, like, threw down a tarp um, in one hole it. that I dug. Yeah, Um and so we'll we'll do a lot more excavation this summer, and hopefully next year we'll get the same crazy amount of rain and catch a lot more of it. Mm-hmm. For now, it's like it's sort of the same as here in LA, maybe a couple degrees variation, but like everywhere in California, it's going to be getting up to the nineties, hundreds next week. Um, but there's more daylight, so that's yep. cool. Yeah, I'm designing that. a sunshade. I'll talk about it probably in a future episode, but the the last time we were up there sort of inspired me to build a shaded sitting area because I can tell even already it's going to be really hot and it's not nice to sit in the sun. I am not only very pale, but also very sensitive. So, (laughs) um, so I can't like, I get very uncomfortable whether it's too hot or too, I feel like I was too cold just like minutes ago Yeah, and now it's going to be too hot. I know I'm a baby, but like, I'm sorry. I like my body to not be in active distress. It bothers me too. And I'm really keen to get started on these, uh, climate control projects. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad that we finished the greenhouse, which is good for the winter just in time for For it to be super hot in the summer. But Uh you know, we're just doing the very best we can with the time that we have we, yeah you know, it's okay definitely so you it's always sad when you have to leave and you know you we only got to spend a little bit of time there but when you come home you gotta think about the next time you're going up it's it's fun for me to sketch to dream amy's designing her sunshade for next time i'm starting to work out some of the plumbing and pipe runs mm-hmm, um because mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit that you got to put underground before you start building structures and improving paths, it's easiest to just get it all done at once. We're talking fucking drainage and non-potable, potable, palatable, palatable, non-palatable, hot, See, cold. potable would solve your potable. problems here. It's potable. <laughs> um, it's, it's potable, but it's non-potable. Can we agree Ugh, on that? No. Why would you say it differently? Hot and cold water pipes. We got to have conduit for high voltage, for low voltage. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. There's ventilation. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a whole other episode on catacombs. Yeah, uh, infrastructures of things. But yeah, we can talk about that Wine cellars later. and vaults. For, so even though we were only on the property for like, I don't know, 36 hours, maybe, you got a lot of work done on that dugout. I guess I did. Busting up rock, making, moving dirt around. like. Um, I really wanted to get more done in the dugout. And when Maury was out, he really set me up to win, figured out how to bust up the rocks in place, which ends up being the fastest way to do it. 
Um, and you don't want to bust all the rocks right away. It's sort of sculpted out this time where I got a lot more dirt um, removed first. And then I focused on like breaking big chunks off of the rocks and then let them all settle into this big bowl where I haven't busted up the boulders yet. Uh, because when you hit it with a sledge, which is the way I've found works best, or Mori found actually, um, you definitely want to be wearing goggles, eye protection, because mm -hmm. it flies everywhere. It <laughs> like just pulverizes the rock, but it sends it off kind of in all directions. So it helps to have yourself a nice little amphitheater of rocks, <laughs> maybe an anvil in the middle that you can rest some of your bigger boulders on and you give them a good smash from above. I think I probably processed like 500 to 1,000 pounds of aggregate, <laughs> which is the other key. Like instead of laying down a little piece of plastic to try to catch the one or two rocks, just go at it for like four hours straight and then you don't have to lay down plastic. Then you're just shoveling, you know, huge piles right. of gravel. So I think we've got... We've got a lot of aggregate to now. To make bricks with, yeah. To make some bricks. That was one of my big, big projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and w while you were working on the dugout, uh, the next big first happened uh, yeah. on the property. Uh, some neighbors rolled up on us in uh -huh. their little off-road. Haven't uh, met any of our neighbors yet until mm -hmm. now. Nice old couple. I think they used to work for the National Park uh, introduce themselves. Normally, we've got our little rope gate closed while we're there. Right, we just have a string and a no trespassing sign. Yeah, but apparently it wasn't prominent enough. Or, you know, they were introducing themselves, and that's that's fair. I'm glad they finally did. Well, they said that they were just checking it out because nobody had lived here for a while, and they hadn't seen it in, in some time, right? Yeah, did, did I think like that? more than half of the properties are completely undeveloped. Right, so I think they were fully expecting not to see anybody and yeah. so when your you and your mom came walking up to their car i think at first they were a little bit freaked out because they were trespassing on our property yep. and there are probably people who would not take so kindly to that luckily we are not those people yeah but it was good to finally talk to some people on the ground there because yeah, it was, we do want to meet our neighbors yeah. we just haven't gotten around to it but as they reported it's it's sort of what we suspected that you know they're they're good decent people who you know i mean you mind your own business for the most part i try to be there i want to be there for my neighbors when times are bad, but most of the time just want to do my own thing. Right. But then there are people where you go up on their property or knock on their door and they open it, you know, with a shotgun. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why we're sort of leery to introduce ourselves to anyone. But right. it sounds like most yeah, of the people right sort of... around us are chill. Yeah, and the properties where you can tell at least the people are living there right around us have, like, you know, welcoming-looking houses. I wouldn't go up to, like... A property that looks empty and go back to like a shack in right. the back corner and like knock on a door mm -hmm. but i would you know if the house has like a welcome sign and it's right, right at you know the entrance to the property you know it mm -hmm. feels relatively safe but we're just not naturally extroverts anyway and we're always in such a hurry and have so much to do on the property that yeah it just hasn't been prioritized yet yeah, and they didn't they didn't linger for too long. We got their mm -hmm. phone numbers. That's, you know, a big relief. If my mom's going to be living up there, yeah. she knows where they live mm -hmm. and she yeah, has they don't their live phone numbers. Immediately adjacent to us, yeah, but within like, like a mile or something. Yeah, I think that's good. Within a mile, yeah. half mile. Um, so yeah, glad that finally broke that ice. So we're going back up in a couple of weeks, but that's pretty much just to do the big final move yeah, of your just mom's to move stuff. Again. 
but then she'll be there like full time. So I think the next phase is to think about what kinds of projects she can safely and happily do. Mm -hmm. Like I want her to enjoy herself too, but if she's really there 24 seven, it's an opportunity to get a lot of work done, but it has to be things that are safe for her to do by herself. Mm -hmm. Like she shouldn't be busting up rocks. Yeah. They have to be like enjoyable enough for her to do while she's, you know, there, Mm -hmm. they have to be like planned out or like instructions have to be given so that she knows like for brick making, for example, like I don't think she or I really know how to do Mm -hmm. that by ourselves. It's good to have a buddy too, to help you stay clean. Yeah. yeah, There's a lot of things. Pulling weeds and planting stuff is sort of the best thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it doesn't really get our plans moved. No. And I think, you know, busting rocks, if you're wearing safety gear, that's something you can do. Like, what are you going to fuck up? Right shoveling dirt around that's all right plenty of dirt to move yeah so Um, but yeah i mean that's what i mean we'll just have to have conversations about like what are the objectives what do we feel comfortable with her doing what does she feel Mm -hmm. comfortable doing you know but when someone's there 24 7 too you really got to start thinking about you know those those necessities those uh utilities that you really rely on yeah you got to take a shower it would be nice to have a well a well or take a shower once a week yeah it's it's baby steps and sort of what i'm going to work on next is how we can maybe heat and cool the place how we can have water to wash ourselves and wash things Uh maybe not drinkable water we're still going to have to bring that for a while Mm -hmm. but we're pioneers it's Hmm. not going to be easy and i i wouldn't want it any other way right uh so yeah that i think is enough for today for this for, time. for this the 10th episode yeah um stick with us for another 10 it, it'll only get better <laughs> we, we promise uh so yeah stay safe thanks for listening um and we will catch you in another two weeks later skaters <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know we were going.